Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I am Dana K. White. I share my personal. <laughs> Sometimes when I try to change this thing, all of a sudden it's like, oh, my brain's going, wait, what did I used to say? Anyway, I share my personal deslobification process as I figure out ways to keep my own home under control. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 346. And I think I'm going to call it talking to others as you are on your decluttering journey. So we're talking about talking to other people. I had this question from one of my kindred spirit members. And I was like, you know what, I'll answer that in a podcast because I think it's an interesting conversation to have. And it's a conversation that happens more than I would have thought that it happens. And I think I'm hyper aware about it, hyper aware of it, whatever, because this is what I talk about all day long, every single day. And so sometimes when it comes up in real normal life, it's a little awkward. Like it's a little, it's a little like, oh, people are talking about cleaning toilets again. People are talking about clutter again, because sometimes I'm like, I don't feel like saying, um, I write books about this. And so, because I don't want to, I don't want to be that person. Um, and I also don't necessarily want to talk about it more in normal life since I talk about it all the time in my uh, work life. Anyway, and so I, I guess because of that, I am strangely hyper aware of how often this subject comes up in real life. Um, I thought it was funny because my 20 year old was uh, at a Bible study and he was like, you know, he's now a young adult. So he was at this Bible study and like a lot of people there, they have homes and, and um, apartments and things like that. And he was like, people were talking about, you know, keeping their stuff under control and decluttering and all this. And he was like, I didn't say anything because I just didn't want to, but it was hard because I was sitting there going, I think I actually like could give y'all advice that would help you or point you in the right direction. And he was like, I just didn't want to, um, <laughs> meaning me, his mother, you know, he didn't want to people to tell people y'all know my mom has a YouTube channel and a podcast, right? Anyway, but yeah, like this, this comes up. Um, I know what people say. And so many times I just kind of have to keep my mouth shut because I'm like, because here's the thing, y'all, I have, this is podcast number 346. Do that math. That's a lot of hours of me talking about this. And there are many of y'all who tell me that you've listened to every single podcast multiple times. So my point is, there are nuances. There are lots of things to talk about. There is benefit for a lot of people in hearing the same things talked about again and again and again. And I think what happens in these conversations is sometimes we want to just go, 
you have a clutter threshold and you should declutter without making a bigger mess and blah, blah, blah. And this has changed my house and blah, blah, blah. And, and you want to say it all, but people aren't ready to hear it all in this conversation. Okay. So how do you talk about this? And I just, a couple of my other notes that I had here is there are things that come up a lot. And so here's how the conversation generally goes with me. A lot of times it either comes up and then somebody in the conversation is, says something like, well, Dana, Dana, why don't you take this away and, you know, give us the, the answer for this, this, for this, for this thing that we're talking about. Um, or it comes up because somebody finds out what I do for a living and I see that when this topic of decluttering or keeping your house under control comes up, people will either start out by saying, oh my goodness, this is such a struggle. I really struggle with this. Or they'll talk about how other people drive them crazy. And I don't understand how people struggle with this kind of stuff, thinking that I'm going to be like, I know, right? And I'm like, actually, I am the person who struggles. And that's why I talk about this. You know, so I always try to give this clear, this is a struggle for me. I talk about it from the perspective of someone this is not natural for. I actually relate much more to the people who have major struggles than I do to the people who enjoy talking about organizing. You know, like I try to bring these things up. Um, and so when I get super honest, then sometimes they like start talking smack about like, you know, how they're so great at it, or I don't know, or they then defend themselves. I I don't know. It's really, I'm going to say, I mean, I'm sitting here saying it's strange how people react, except that I get it. Why? Because your clutter, your stuff, your house, the state that it's in feels so incredibly vulnerable and personal that when it comes up in conversation, especially for people who don't talk about this all the time, they must, they talk about it a lot more than you would think they would, but they don't talk about it like I do for a living where I have to think about, you know, what it is that I'm saying and how I'm saying it. It's very easy for people to get defensive when nobody is actually like attacking them. You know what I mean? Like that, but they're defensive just because it's so personal and so vulnerable. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Y'all know I am all about identifying what things you can do to make overwhelming tasks possible. Buying a home or selling a home can be completely overwhelming. Finding just the right realtor can make the whole process so much easier. That's why I want to tell you about Redfin. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy an experienced local 
available Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents. With a listing fee as low as 1%, Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. I know firsthand what a difference having the right real estate agent can make. We would have been lost without ours when we bought our current home and sold our old home a couple of years ago. Download the Redfin app to get started. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Projects. So many projects. Taking care of all the things gets overwhelming. So when I get that feeling of overwhelm, I know I need to take steps to make my mental well-being a priority. Having someone to talk to, like a better help therapist, can really help. This time of year is always busy, but with my youngest child graduating from high school, we have lots of extra projects that need my attention. I know from experience that these are the times when it feels extra helpful and essential to talk through my emotions with my therapist. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed therapist. The online platform simplifies the process. It's accessible and affordable. After answering a short questionnaire, you can choose whether you prefer to meet via phone call, video, or live chat, and you can plan your sessions at your convenience to suit your schedule. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash clean. All right, here we go. How do you talk about it? Short answers. Give the shortest possible answer. It's like, you know, the parenting advice where people talk about, you know, if your kid asks you about an uncomfortable subject, give the the smallest amount of information that actually answers their question, where the tendency is like your kid asks an uncomfortable question and you are like, okay, well, I got to dive all the way in. And you're like giving this big, huge, long, awkward answer to a question like, well, actually, all I meant was this, you know, so it's like, start with the shortest possible answer that you can give to answer their question, but then be ready when they have additional questions and follow up questions. Okay, wait for the questions. So the here here was the question that uh, somebody had sent me said, I want to talk about how to explain to other people, not immediate family. So she's not talking about the people that she's living with, but why I'm decluttering. Maybe I just need to stop bringing it up, but it has changed my life for the better. Y'all, I get this. I I mean, like I am that person who, when I am super excited about something, I'm like, I want to talk about it. I want to talk about hence this job that I have. Right. Okay. So I get that. And if somebody asks the question like, Hey, what's going on in your life? And the thing that's going on in your life is that you are obsessed with decluttering your home and you are seeing such traction that you've never had before. And you're excited about it, then say it, but keep it general until they ask for specifics. All right. So, Hey, what's going on with you? You know, I am really working on decluttering my home and I'm finally, I'm finally getting somewhere. Okay. It's tempting to go, I'm finally getting somewhere because I've finally given up on these other ways that I always thought you had to do it. And now I understand that this is decluttering without making a bigger mess. Like I, but just keep it general. Instead say, you know, I'm really finally making some progress because if they want to know more, they're going to ask more. Really? You're finally seeing progress? Like, like how, and be honest about it. You know, I had tried lots of it, it as they asked questions. Well, I tried a lot of the ways that I thought I was supposed to do it. And it turns out that 
I actually do a lot better when, um, when I, you know, just do one item at a time and make a decision about that item and act on that decision that actually works better for me, you know, so let them ask questions, but, but keep it as simple as possible. Here's the thing. When somebody asks me a question and I'm like, wow, that is a deep question. And this is going to be a long answer. I'm like, okay, I'm about ready to start talking. Um, and so many times they didn't actually want to talk about it that in depth. And so giving the general answer is usually helper, helper, more helpful. This is going to be such a good podcast this week, y'all. Anyway, um, so then the person says in, in the question that they had for me, my question is basically, how do I explain this positive life change to others while not offending them? Because see, people seem to then comment on how they probably have too much. And that's not what I'm implying, she says, or having them think I'm crazy. How do I explain my low clutter threshold to other people? So first of all, just know that they may think you're crazy and that's fine, but giving less information and just saying, you know, like, I am so excited. I, you know, what's something good in your life or that somehow comes up in conversation. Well, I'm just so excited because I'm finally really making progress and keep it to specific to you. Okay. So like not general truths for everyone, even though they are general truths for everyone. So when somebody says, oh, you're making progress, don't be like, okay, so turns out everybody has their own clutter threshold. You have a clutter threshold. Your clutter threshold is the amount of stuff that you can personally keep under control easily. For some reason, when we talk about these general truths, we default to the word you. And we're not necessarily saying you like this person here, but if they already feel insecure about their clutter and if they already feel, you know, like, oh, Great. She's talking about clutter. I hope that um, it doesn't come up that this is a struggle for me too. And you start using the word you, then it is very easy for them to lapse into this is my insecurity. She's talking to me. She's telling me that I only have a certain amount of stuff and all they're fixating on then is themselves and wait, is she saying that I, okay. So you know, one of the things when I was blogging in the beginning that I realized is how easy it is to lapse into when I'm talking in general, using the word you and how, when I would do that, that was when people got offended. Okay. Where when I instead, like some, I would, I would go read through a post and I would be talking about, you know, well, you know, when you leave your dishes out at night, where in reality, what I was saying was when I I've realized when I leave my dishes out at night, this is what happens. And I'm like, if I will purposely change the word to I and make sure that I'm not just using you as this general thing, then people were so much more likely to respond to me positively. When I was keeping it on, I think there was a book that my husband and I read before we got married can't remember what the book was, but anyway, but it was talking about eye messaging, meaning like if we're going to have this conversation and I think I'm sharing general truths, I need to be using the word I instead of the word you. Okay. Because using the word I takes the pressure off of them. And it really is me just sharing what's going on in my life. Even though, yes, it's a general truth where if I use the word you, that is where people 
tend to get offended, even though I didn't mean you, I just meant, you know, how you people in general, but they take it as you. So, so switching that to being, I have learned this, I have learned, you know, instead of using the word clutter threshold, maybe say, I have figured out that I function so much better in my home when I have just less stuff to actually have to deal with. I have figured out that for me, it is so much easier for me to keep up with my dishes when I just have fewer dishes, you know? And instead of saying, I have realized it's so much easier to keep up with dishes when you have fewer dishes. Well, just that you versus I changes how they hear it, right? But when I'm saying I, they might get offended still if it is something that they are super sensitive about. And yet it's less likely and it's easier for me to just go, oh, no, 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 you know, no, I'm not talking about, I'm just saying for me, this is what I've realized. This has been the thing that has made a change, you know, and, and you can much more easily defend that if you did use the I word instead of the you word in the beginning. Does that make sense? So it's just one of those quick little, one of those easy words to fall into using you when you're talking about general, but be very purposeful about saying I instead. Okay. Keep it specific to you. I've realized I function better with less stuff. And remember that you listen to this podcast because you were looking for or ready for or searching for, or when it came across your path, you went, oh yes, that's what I need. You're listening to this podcast and I talk on and on and on and on about it because you've given me permission to talk about it. You have asked me to talk to you about this by downloading this podcast, right? Like you hit play, you tapped on the screen and said, I want to hear Dana talk about this. And you may be regretting that because I'm so rambly right now, but you did. You gave me permission. You asked the question. They may ask the question. They may say, please tell me more. And then that's when you tell them more. But they also may need it to just come across in conversation. And and you may say something like, you know, I've just realized I function so much better with less stuff. And so it's been, it, you know, it's been great. You know, I've been getting stuff out of the house. I've been donating a lot of stuff. You know, you may say one teeny tiny word. And if it is something that is going to benefit them, they're probably going to think back on that one quick statement you made that was all about you and not accusatory in any way, or that they couldn't even possibly take as accusatory, even though they still will sometimes. But they may think about that for the next two weeks. And then when you see them again, if they need to know more on that, if that would be helpful for them to learn more, they very well may bring it up or three months from now or whatever and say, hey, I keep thinking about how you said that. And that really has has made me kind of want to declutter more too. So what are some things that you've been doing that's worked for you? And then you have the opportunity to do that where it's so easy when I'm excited about something to just be like, let me tell you every single thing that I have learned. And they're like, yeah, I was not in the same place as you. And I either didn't need to know that or wasn't ready to hear it or whatever. So it's like really boil down what you're actually saying to people. I love this too. She also mentioned people look at you like you're nuts (laughs) when you politely decline a free bag or a free clipboard or whatever. You know, all you can do is politely decline. 
and then be truthful. You know, say when you decline something and this, I, I have had the exact same thing. I think I offended. So there is somebody I met. Her name is Shannon Martin. And I met her at the Nest Fest with the Nester. If in case any of y'all follow her, she's like this amazing designer and stuff, which she's been on the podcast before. Anyway, so she used to have this thing at her farm uh, called the Nest Fest, and she would invite different authors and stuff. And so she invite I was one of the authors that she had invited one year at the same time that she had invited Shannon Martin. Well, I started following Shannon because we met at the Nest Fest. You know, I was like, oh, okay, you know, we met here and stuff. So I didn't know anything about her. She is the best, y'all. And I'm like, man, I wish I would have already known how amazing she was. And we could have had so many great conversations when I met her. But when I met her, I didn't know anything. And so it was just, you know, chit chat or whatever. And then I follow her. And I'm like, oh, my word, she's she's just so great about like, embracing the reality of life and like, getting to know your neighbors and truly loving your neighbors. I think she has a book coming out called It Starts With Hello, but she's like really passionate about really getting in with your neighbors and getting to know them really well. And uh, anyway, she just, I, I think she's great. I think it's Shannon with a A, like Shannon Martin on Instagram. Anyway, so, but when we met her book that she was there, you know, signing had teacups on the front of it. And so she had brought these teacups, like to make a little display and they were beautiful and they were great. And she offered me one. And this, like I said, I didn't know her. I didn't know anything about it. And so she offered me one or a box full. I don't remember. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I said, I, I have clutter issues and I can't. And I, I, her face looked like, oh, like, oh, like maybe I had hurt her feelings and I still feel bad about it when I think about it. But at the same time, you know, now that I understand what the teacups mean and I understand all that, I'm like, oh, I totally love to have one of those teacups and be like, this was Shannon's teacup that she gave me. But at the same time, I did the right thing, right? Because I mean, here I had the book about decluttering and I was like, I, I can't handle a lot of stuff. And so I, I can't, you know, um, so I totally understand what you're saying here. And I feel like I got off on a tangent, except that you'll love her if you go listen to her. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So I think that what you have to consider here is 
you know that you have a clutter threshold, you know this. And so you have to say no, right? Like, you know, it has to be something that you personally are practicing. And I don't love that sometimes people get their feelings hurt. And yet that's what I have to do. As you get to know each other more, as you live life together and they start to see, oh, she is getting stuff out of her house. Oh, she is acknowledging her own limitations and that she, you know, really can't handle as much stuff. As they get to know you more, then they are going to understand more. In the moment when you first decline the free bag or the free clipboard, they may not understand. It might hurt their feelings. But all you can do there is say, you know, it's not person, it's not you, it's me, you know, pull the old Seinfeld line, you know, it's not you, it's me. I have realized I can't handle as much stuff. And, and so you don't necessarily have to explain what you do in your home. But just explain, I, I love it. It's awesome. That is so nice of you to offer that to me. It's just that I'm in this place right now where I am working so hard to get stuff out of my house that I'm trying not to bring it in. You know, again, that might be something that they think about for the next two months and then they see you again and then they want to talk more about that. They want to have this conversation of, you know, okay, so tell you, you mentioned when you were so rude and didn't take my clipboard, you mentioned that you've been working on your house. So what have you been doing, doing in your house? You know, so it's, it's that keep it to as short and sweet and focused on you, not them explanation as you can. That's really the only way to go is what, you know, I've realized and realize that their, their reaction in the moment is not what their reaction necessarily would be if they had time to really think about it and, you know, a a month later or whatever. Okay. So just know that their face that they're making as you say no, is not necessarily what they're going to think of you forever, but you did surprise them, right? Like you surprised them and, and so they reacted or maybe a, a look flickers across their face and maybe you're putting your own self onto you know, how you used to maybe wouldn't have been able to understand why someone would say no to something, you know, or whatever. But I do find that the people whose houses are under control, they understand you saying no to something that you don't need or that you don't have the space for. And so, you know, know that if they are truly offended, it might be because they have their own clutter issues and maybe they're not there yet, but maybe you saying no is going to help them understand, oh, wait, yeah, wow, okay, you know, I don't know. Anyway, it's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy. Um, And just know that you went against their expectations. And I had to acknowledge for myself that the expectations people had, especially in giving me stuff, um, you know, people who used to give me stuff all the time, they were like, oh, well, then I'll take it, you know, and it's like, it may take time for them to change those expectations and to not ask you to take things. Okay. And also know that their expectations of you to take things are never going to change if you don't go against those expectations at some point. All right. Okay. And then I have another question that's along the same lines. Uh, well, not along the same lines, but kind of makes me think of, of, you know, the same type of thing of like, how do you 
explain to other people that you are making changes in your home, that you are decluttering. And this one, I totally understand how daunting this can feel. So the basic gist of it, uh, I think this was one that was submitted uh, on my questions form, which I just set up, or Linda just set up. Thank you, Linda. Uh, com slash questions. That is where you go if you want to submit things to be answered in future, um, to possibly be answered in future YouTubes or podcasts. Okay, so this one is uh, somebody sharing that they used to save all baby clothes and they had kids and then they did foster care and they those things came in handy, but they she's ready to get rid of that stuff. Okay. She feels like it's time. She's working on decluttering her house. She's like, that is a ton of stuff that I could totally get rid of. Okay. And yet the situation that she's in is that her oldest daughter has recently joined the military and wants those things to stay because she is thinking ahead to her future life. She's recently engaged. She's going to be getting married. We'll be stationed internationally. And she's like, oh, I'm going to want that stuff for when I have kids. Okay. Because she's living in that lots of memories and it'll be useful to me someday and all that kind of stuff. So her daughter has left and then she has made a lot of progress in decluttering, has started decluttering finally. And the daughter doesn't necessarily understand that her mom is not wanting to keep everything like she used to want to keep everything. So the daughter has some assumptions about how the mom thinks and functions, but the daughter's gone and the mom has is trying to change how she thinks and functions. Okay. So now the mom's struggling. Okay. So here, here's what I'm going to say first. This is a very specific situation of talking about baby and kids stuff and your daughter wants you to keep some of that stuff for her because she thinks she's going to use it. Here, here's what I'm going to say is because you said that you've just started decluttering, make sure that there's not other stuff you could go ahead and declutter first, because this is a tough situation. Cause I mean, I get it as a mom, you're like, okay, my daughter's in the military. So I do want to keep some stuff for her, but these are things that does she really need it? Is she really going to want it? Do I need to, as her mom, tell her, you know what? I mean, like she mentioned that I explained to her that my mom kept stuff for me. And then when I actually, it was time to use it, I realized these things were old and out of style. And she's trying to explain that to her daughter. So it's kind of one of those difficult, really, really tough situations. Like, what do I do? Like, do I do this? Do I do that? Whatever. So many times when you are at the beginning of your decluttering journey, your brain goes to those situations. Like, I could just get rid of all this stuff, except this really tough situation I don't know how to solve. And many times your brain goes to that when you've actually got other stuff you could be decluttering. You know, this stuff is already down in the basement, a 32 gallon bin or whatever. Of course, it would be a great thing for you to be able to get rid of tons of it. But Make sure that you're not stopped in the decluttering process overall because you're thinking about this when in reality you could be going through the totally neutral stuff of your kitchen or whatever, improving your home. And she did say that, you know, the kids, the people who live in her house are seeing the transformation. Like they are understanding that, you know, it says the other people in my family have seen the difference that I've made in my house and but she feels like her her daughter maybe doesn't understand because she hasn't been there during this transformation. Keep working. 
keep working on this stuff so that either you end up getting rid of so much stuff that it doesn't bother you as much. You do have the space to store these things for your daughter or so that when you get to the point where you say, I need to have a FaceTime call with my daughter and show her, look, I have completely cleared out. I mean, look how, how much space there is. I know you always wanted me to do this. Look how much I've done. I've been working so hard. She's going to know, she's going to understand and see how hard you've been working and say, but these are the things that I just really, you know, I'm, I'm down to this stuff and I really, you know, we need to go through it here on FaceTime to see, oh, wait, some of the stuff is stained and old and, you know, you wouldn't want to use it or whatever, you know, but, but go ahead and work on that other stuff first so that you're not just stopped before you actually, you know, stopped in the middle of your progress because it's this very daunting situation and unique circumstances. Okay. The only other thing that I'm going to point out in here too, though, is that she, you know, it, it says something about your daughter wants you to save a whole bunch of different large items, like a kid's toy kitchen, a school desk and a dollhouse. And you moved that stuff in her room, but you don't want to make your other daughter crazy who shares a room with her. Well, that's where you have to give priority to the people who are actually living in the space. And if your daughter is in the military and is engaged and going to be getting married, she's not going to be moving back into that room. So it's not her room anymore. So that that needs to be priority, which I mean, you do what you want to do. I just said that as if like I'm giving you major parenting advice. I don't give parenting advice, right? But I would say for me, that's where I've had to say that helps me prioritize and say, who lives here? we deserve space first. So if there's anything that's being stored for somebody who doesn't actually live here, it can't take up room that is being used and needs to be available to be lived in by the people who actually do live do live here. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. So that's the one like little clarification that I wanted to say in there. Um, okay. So how do we deal with other people? Well, first of all, we just worry about our own selves and we worry about our own stuff. And And yes, we want to share and yes, we want to bring it up, but you just share how it's impacting your own home and what it is that you need to do for yourself and what you are learning. And then if they have questions, you say, here, let me send you a link to a specific podcast episode that was very helpful for me. She rambles a lot, but you know, there's some good stuff in there that has really helped me or whatever, or here, let me give you this, um, copy of this book. Let me buy 25 copies and make space for them on my shelf and then hand them out to every person who comes in my house. I'm just kidding. That's me wanting to sell more books, but, <laughs> but really though, it, it is helpful when you can be like here, here's this book or this podcast episode or this YouTube video or whatever, let me give you this when you ask me for for help. You know, like this is the thing that has helped me. I can tell you what I've done in my own home and here, here's the explanation for that or whatever. Okay, I hope that's been helpful at all. Um, and I'm just excited. Like it's wonderful to be making progress in your home that you then need to explain to other people. That's like something to be super proud of, right? All right, that's all I'm gonna say for this week and I will talk to y'all next week. All right. Bye.